T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Cap here on WGR. I, I very much debated letting this song play the entire way through. I, just, I really did debate it. Oh, such a good bump in. I knew you were going to do that. Joe Callie on the board, Zach Jones along with you. I knew you were going to play that. The moment you were like, I got a good one for you. Oh, very good times. Good times, well, in the NFL and really the sports world as a whole. The Sabres are back on their winning ways after a nice 4-3 win over the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto late last night. The Bills as well. I... Joe, I don't know about you. I was very excited. I thought we were getting Brandon Bean after dark. After it was announced that, you know, the the contracts for Von Miller and Josh Allen had been restructured. They were they were freeing up a ton of cap space. I was like, here we go, baby. Like, let's get weird with it. Let's get after it. Let's have some fun. Not a move was made. No, no. And the Bills seem to be on West Coast time. Even hiring Al Holcomb, it was like 1 a.m. I, I don't know what seems to be happening. but I, You know, I, I, I respect it. If you want to like just do everything under the radar, that's fine. As long as, again, Paris Campbell winds up on this roster, I'm totally fine with whenever they decide to do any of these moves. But we, we, we have a few things here. Connor McGovern, he's brought in pretty early uh, yesterday afternoon once the legal tampering period had opened up at noon. He was brought in quite early, a 25-year-old guard who was a third-round pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Very good pass-blocking grade on PFF, not so great run grade on PFF, which to me is a huge positive because that means they're not really they're not going to, I guess, fool themselves into the run game like they did last year when they brought in Questenberry and Saffold from the Tennessee Titans mainly because well, they were great run blockers. Now they're like, no, 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 let's get guys who can pass block. And I've been one to say it, and just kind of to reiterate my point here on the, on this whole thing too, is that you don't need to retool this offensive line with five new guys. I'd even say you don't need to retool it with like three new guys. You need one, maybe two, who can be starters, who can fill in these key roles. Mitch Morris is fine. Deion Dawkins is fine. Dawkins has had his moments, though, of very, very shaky play. But I think if you get a good, stable left guard there, he's much better. I think this move of bringing in McGovern fills the right guard spot, and you put Ryan Bates at left guard. Now it's going to be more – I'm still all for them drafting somebody. Right. And the offense fight. All for it. And I honestly prefer it. But now it, it's not this this dire situation of we, we can't go in with this roster next year. Like, this cannot be the offensive line next year. I feel pretty good about where they're at, especially just because two of the of the Bills' bigger needs are wide receiver and offensive line and linebacker, but we'll get into that. But the, the, the draft classes as a whole are not the deepest when it comes to those positions. That's why I'm very big on, like, get someone like a Paris Campbell so that when they draft somebody in the third round as a wide receiver, I'm not immediately going, okay, well, that dude's got to get on the field, like, tomorrow because they need to fill that space. Now, before we go any further, Joe, I do want to mention the whole Tremaine Edmonds situation. He goes to Chicago on a four-year deal, $18 million a year. Good for him. Yeah. Like, honestly, good for him. I kind of was expecting to lose Tremaine Edmonds, so yesterday's news didn't really come as a huge shock to me. No, he wasn't going to get the money he wanted no. here. So. And, and, it's, and it's not because the Bills were unwilling to pay it. It's just they have paid other people. They have paid, in their, in their at least eyes or opinions, 
more impactful, more important people. And I guess that was the big thing with Edmonds is that he just didn't make the splash plays you wish that a middle linebacker would do. And I, I, that's, I think, where it killed him. I think the Chicago Bears, though, are having a very, very fun offseason. I've really enjoyed almost everything that they're doing. They're really loading up on the defense. They get D.J. Moore in their trade out of the first overall pick. Love what they're doing. But we'll see where it can go from there. For me, Edmonds, good linebacker, not a great one. And I'm not paying a not-a-great player $18 million a year, especially on the defense, because I want the Bills to put more resources into the offense. Now, that's where we look to tonight, the offense. Where do I want the Bills, not even just to go on the offense, but just to where do I want those resources allocated to? Because last night, me and Jeremy White were kind of having some fun on Twitter because James Cook, Bills running back, kind of was tweeting a little bit about like wanting to bring in Dalvin Cook, his brother, multiple 1,000-yard rusher in the NFL for the Minnesota Vikings. And I was having fun with the idea that, are we on Dalvin Cook watch? Like, what's this going to be? Are we going to have two cooks in the kitchen kind of deal? And it's just, I was having fun because ultimately what I don't want the Bills to do at all is to really put any sort of resources into the running back position. I'm fine if they want to spend a fifth, sixth round pick on a running back. I don't even think the Bills have a sixth round pick this year. But I want them to add like just a little bit there. Because when you look at teams like the Chiefs with Isaiah Pacheco, they get them him late, late in the fir- or in the draft, and he's their starting running back by the time they win a Super Bowl. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles now, they brought in Rashad Penny. Miles Sanders is likely out the door. The Chargers today were not able to come to an agreement on, a, I guess, a long-term contract extension with Austin Eckler. They're letting them seek a trade. Like, it's gotten to a point now, I think everyone's kind of realizing Running backs and those high-volume high running backs, you're not going to win many football games with that. You're just not. And I look a lot to the Dalvin Cooks, the Derrick Henrys, even you know going a few years back, the Adrian Petersons. Joe, Adrian Peterson's 2,000-yard rushing season. Yeah. The Vikings were 9-7. and seven. Yeah, no, it, it's not smash-mouth football like no. people people think it is. And, it's, and, and to be fair, like that's kind of gone away for quite a while now. Yeah, it's not the early 70s anymore. You know, like your quarterbacks can throw like Josh Allen, you know. It's, it's, it's not, you're not going to run that much during a game. Yes, it makes a difference if you have a good running back. We've seen that with Vegas this season, right? Josh oh, Jacobs, with Josh Jacobs, yeah. But he only got a franchise tag. So that just shows you. You know, they're kind of just holding on to him because he's a good running back, but he doesn't make or break that team. They're not going to sign him for big money like they would a quarterback or a wide receiver. Yeah. So, And I think as well, a lot of teams are, are starting to realize, like, some of the best running back numbers you're going to get. Like, yards per carry is about four yards per carry. If you have that, you're cooking with gas. That's it's a great yards per average running the ball. Motor was around there, wasn't he? His rookie year, yeah. yeah. Like, that was where, like, a lot of people thought, oh, okay, we've got something here, the whole thing. But in reality... Yards per catch is probably like 10, 12 a lot of the times for like these NFL offenses. And they're all kind of realizing like if I run on first down, very likely it's second and six, second and seven. Yeah, Brian Dable fell victim to that quite a bit, as I remember. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but he used to do it a lot. His, early on in his career with the Bills, he did. And it really, it was once he got Cole Beasley and John Brown in there. I, 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 I will always distinctly remember this game for – Dable and really the early seasons with Josh because it was his second year and they came out against the Jets barely won the game but in 2019 they came out and I think they threw like 15 straight passes to open up the season and we were all every Bills fan I saw on Twitter was just losing their minds they're like oh my god what is this what have we become and they were loving it because like it like you saw like the offense was just humming and and Allen up to that point was not the rhythm passer that he that he is somewhat developed into. I, I'd still like him to be a little bit more of a rhythm passer. He's he's getting better there. I'm not complaining much at all. Yeah, pending no UCL injury, I think we're exactly. gonna see more of that. Exactly. So. Totally agree. But he was like very much the gunslinger there. Like he just he was a strider when he threw. I mean, it was just like he was uncorking a ninety nine mile an hour fastball every time he threw the football. And that was the first game in the first real moments outside of like a little bit in the preseason that you saw it's like, oh, like they're just they're dipping and dunking, they're hitting these five yard, you know, slant routes to Beasley, they're hitting Brown, they're hitting the tight ends, like they were just marching down the field. And it was silly turnovers. 
that really caused a huge issue for that team, which, you know, funny enough, almost is still kind of the same story with the Bills. Right. The only thing that can really and truly stop them a lot of the time is themselves, is the, you know, sometimes boneheaded play calling, bad turnovers. And injuries, kind of, to a, to a lesser extent. I, I I don't want to be somebody that blames injuries. We'll talk about the Sabres here in a few moments as well. But, like, I don't want to bang on injuries because they're part of the game. But, man, both teams, the Bills and Sabres this year, you looked at them and went, They oh. caught the bug. Yeah, and, like, to, like, the worst players possible. Because, like, the Bills obviously were dealing with injuries. But the moment Von Miller went down, their front four just evaporated. They right. could not get pressure with four. They barely could get pressure blitzing. Yeah, and especially with Von Miller, that's the guy you pick mm-hmm. up, you spend all that money on to finish those games, those tight games, get you through the playoffs. Yeah. And you look at that last Cincinnati game, there was no pressure. None of it. There was nothing. None of it. There was nothing. And then you look at the Sabres last night, Alex Tuck back in the lineup, and it's a completely different roster. Mm-hmm. Tate Thompson has more space. Tuck is a clinical finisher in the front of the net. He really, really is. Bags two goals on his first game back. Stunned that he was playing at all. I was kind of expecting one of these where it's like, oh, all right, he's still kind of he's laboring a little bit. But no, he just comes in, two goals, bang, winners, and, and you're moving on. And you, you can tell the vibes are even a little bit better with the Sabres fandom, even though I think there's, what, 16, 17 games left. They're still probably not going to make the playoffs yeah. just because of bad runs here. And other teams on a, kind of a hot streak yeah. at the time. That's so. not helping even mm-hmm. a little bit. But the fact of the matter is the season can end with, like, Tuck is a 35-goal scorer, Thompson over 100 points, Darlene doing what he's doing, looking like a Norris candidate. Yeah. And and it, it like, both teams have to get better playing through injuries. The problem is, though, I can't really totally say that because they had injuries to players where it's like, uh, yeah, what like is... you're not really replacing that player, right? Right. But overall, what we've kind of seen from NFL free agency, number one, not a ton of offensive players really getting – Big time deals, namely the wide receivers, which is kind of surprising based off last year. Which it's it felt like it was wide receiver palooza, and both both free agency and the draft where it just felt like like you almost had to like just like take a step back and go how how do how do we even keep up with this? Yeah, Christian Kirk, of course, having one of the largest contracts ever for a wide receiver, ended up actually kind of justifying it this year. So good for him. But it, it started from there and only got worse. And then the draft as well, where this year it's a little bit more subdued. It's a little more calm. And I'm I'm far preferring that. I mean, we of course have Jacoby Myers get paid today, but his contract didn't get near what a lot of people thought he would as he goes to the Raiders. We have a little bit of movement on the tight end situation, but yeah, re- really, it's it's kind of you're sitting there, you're kind of waiting. The Jets, of course, with Alan Lazard, but that seems more to appease Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Which, they're they're going after something bigger with that that signing, even though they signed him for forty four million dollars. Like that whole situation, I, it's been talked about to death on the station. Uh, the last you know, month, like honest, I, honestly, like it's it's been talked about a lot, but I just I'm trying to like wrap my head around like what is going on there. I and I know the Jets should make that move. I am not sitting here saying like they should have just gone for Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr. Like if Aaron Rodgers is Rodgers, even to like seventy five percent, that's the best quarterback they've had in a long time. Right. I think that's the big question though. Is he? The four-time MVP. Yeah, like, like who, like who are we looking at right now as Rodgers? Yeah, is he past his prime? That's the real question here, and I think no, but yes, he's not going to play like he did. It's 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 so weird with him because I think where I'm at with Rodgers is like most players, and I would say most athletes don't have to be professional. It's just most athletes when you have a foot out the door, you're you're basically there. You're basically saying. I'm done. Like, right. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna hang it up now. There are some sports where, like, they are adamant. Like, if you're even in that slight mindset, you got to get out now because if not, you're gonna get hurt. The whole thing. Football is one of them. I know Formula One. I'm a big Formula One guy. I know that's one of those as well. But it's weird because Rodgers doesn't give me that vibe. Like, he gives me the vibe that he's got a foot out the door. He does not give me one though that like I would be worried for him health wise, or I'd even be worried play wise. He just is seems like a guy that's like. Eh, I'll just go out and play. Like I know how to play. I know how to hit these throws. I know how to do all this. Like I'm fine. Yeah, he's Where, bringing what he is, and yeah. that's it. And and a lot of guys can kind of do that, but I think it's a it's a different mindset with Rodgers. I feel like we saw it with Tom Brady though. He kind of had one foot out the door. It felt like the entire season. Like yeah, their record from what it was the season before. I get it. Todd Bowles stepped in as the head coach, and that that's a cancer to a lot of teams. I feel like that have fallen victim to that. Um, having Todd Bowles around. It definitely wasn't good. And no. I, I like Bowles too, but it the just, vibes it, it, weren't there. The vibes were really bad too. Cause I, the Bruce Arians 
exit stage right was weird. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. Like it was there were Brady's rumors. coming back. Oh, and also Bruce Arians isn't it? It was like that's coincidental. Is one a cool. catalyst for the other yeah, is the question. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's that didn't help Bowles either that he kinda came in with a lot of like asterisks around his his job or question marks. But but today though, with the Jets, and you had it in your updates for most of the day, is that there's a wish list that Rodgers has. Yeah. And it's like all former Packers. And it like and obviously he's only paid for the Packers. But like I thought our big conversation here was that like he wasn't getting weapons in Green Bay and that they were not putting everything forward for their Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. And now he's like, oh no, but I still want like all those guys with me. Like the Jets, I don't, Joe, I don't know how you feel about them. I think they are loaded at wide receiver. I yeah. love their wide receiver room. They're a quarterback away from put, giving the Bills a run for their money, and they did this season with Mike White and with Zach Wilson. So. Zach Wilson beat them. Yeah. Like that's the worst part. Like the by far the worst quarterback on the New York Jets did beat the Bills. Yeah, and I get it. You know, it's argued that it was Gabe, if Gabe Davis caught that last pass, it would have been different. Mm. It didn't go that way. No excuses. They beat us fair and square. The yeah. Jets. They they played a better game, and, and and I think they're like they're a good team. They are. I don't. I, I don't want to just say that they're up and coming, but just they're kind of there. Yeah. And the Dolphins too. The AFC East is the AFC West of last season. If Aaron Rodgers comes, because you Absolutely. have Denver bringing in that veteran quarterback, right? Yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Jets are bringing in Aaron Rodgers. The Chargers, young quarterback with a pretty stacked, you know, like older, like Mozart, those guys, like older core. It's the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. It's the Dolphins. And then the Bills are the Chiefs. They're the top dog they have been. And the Raiders are the Patriots. I mean, just kind of fighting, fighting there. But all four teams in the AFC East could arguably make the playoffs next season. I think the only one that, like, I'm just sitting here going, like, I, I like nothing about you is the Patriots. Exactly. And But they now have an offensive coordinator. So that oh, might change, yeah, like, might like change that, the story. Like, that might change a few things now that they actually have a guy that, you know, knows how to. Yeah, not Matt Call Patricia. offense. Just that was that was such a wild situation there. But the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, I it's not that I hate it. Because I used to love Rodgers. Rodgers was my favorite quarterback in the NFL. I loved watching him play. Couldn't stand the Packers. It was it was I just liked watching Aaron Rodgers play. Yeah. And the longer he has played, the less I like him. Like I, Joe, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. I have I have mentioned it. Me and Mike talked about it a, a, a few months ago where because we were talking about it was after the Bills season, and like Josh Allen never never puts a foot wrong. He is a PR dream. He is, and I would love if he wasn't. Like not, and I'm not saying like a nightmare. I would just like a little bit more off the cuff comments. But I think I've kind of graduated to the idea. I think that's just Josh as a person. I think that it's just who Allen is. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be one to test those boundaries. Honestly, um, I would even be surprised if he talks smack about his teammates behind the scenes, like exactly. like to like loved ones and like people that weren't in the organization. It's just not his mo, and, and I, I'm him. okay with that. Yeah, he it's, does. He eats everything. And, the, all and, the criticism, and, and, it's and on I've him. accepted that, and I'm okay with it. But Rodgers is like the step too far. We're like, I'm uh-huh. no longer having fun with the comments you're making. I'm now just constantly nervous. You're not going to be playing next week. He's very facetious for. Yeah. No reason. If you were still, if you were a third, like back to back three time MVP, mm-hmm. and you had you didn't have an awful season, I would be like, okay, yeah. you have you have leverage to be saying these things, right? Yeah. But just because you're a four time MVP in your career, in my opinion, you're you're looking like like you said, one foot out the door. I don't think you have as much leverage as you think to be floating around. And well, my dream scenario, Joe, is that the Jets get tired. Of this whole shenanigans. I, they might. And they just sign someone else. And the Packers go, well, we're moving on to Jordan, so I guess you're retiring. And he's just sitting there going, what? what, what? He's Josh Allen's backup. Now, That's what happens Now, the problem scenario. is is he's locked into a lot of money, and the Packers are going to have to eat that, and they're not going to. Like, they will end up playing him, and that hurts my heart. Because I, I, I don't mean this, like, to be mean, but it's just like, I would enjoy, like, kind of watching this whole shtick that he's done for two, three years to just blow up in his face. Yeah, start a dumpster fire. Right and don't get me wrong, for the most part, I root for players. I root for players to kind of give owners a hard time, the whole thing. Like, I'm all for it. Again, I, I straight up mentioned I would like if my, my quarterbacks are star players, maybe said things that they shouldn't. And right. part of that is my career. I want sound bites. I want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of it, too, is like it's entertainment. This is entertainment for me. I, yes, do I want championships? Absolutely. I also want to have fun watching sports. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, like you said, Josh just eats everything. He doesn't doesn't blame anybody but himself and I like that but the whole Rogers shtick 
has gone on for a very large amount of time since the pandemic really reared its head. I feel yeah. like that's when it really like that's when exploded. that's when it started because yep. now he's getting online attention from Pat McAfee as well, and I think that's also amplifying it. Because well, and, and and speaking of that, we do know he's going to be on Pat's show yeah. tomorrow at one. I think that's I, we agreed off air that probably is when he's going to announce. Well, especially what he's doing. Wednesday's like the official, like when all that stuff can become like official, official. Wednesday at four. Yep. Yeah. Tomorrow officially four, official, yeah. as Rappaport would say, but. I mean, not a better saying in the world than officially official. No, but yeah, I I just think it's tough because you do like Aaron Rodgers. He was never in our division. We never had to come in contact with him. No, he he was in the other conference. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun to watch. And to be fair, there was kind of also this aura about him, too, of, like, winning all these MVPs, but only being to one Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, there was constantly these years of, like, the Packers being 10-6, and 11-5, and five, and it, and you just had this feeling of, like, man, Rodgers doing a lot of this, like, with just, like, two or three receivers and just hope and, and, like, and like thoughts and prayers. Like, that was what the Packers were for a long time. So, like, anytime he won a playoff game or two, like, it was a lot of fun. It was exciting. But now you start to look back at and these even these past playoff failures, it's like, Rodgers really only zeroed in on Devontae Adams. He like he was just never bringing any other receiver, even yeah. if they were wide open. It's just well, I now he wants these know. guys to come to the Jets, and it's like you didn't really have that much chemistry with them anyway. Yeah. So what difference? And you're gonna silence these Jets wide receivers who are starting to come into their own. Garrett Wilson is a budding superstar. That's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna just push them down for Alan Lazard. I- I'm not for that. Like, yeah, you can have a wish list, but don't ruin other people's start of their career and and apparently also wants to bring in odo beckham jr too so it's like dude Uh. where's the room here like apparently it sounds like they want to cut Corey davis braxton barrios it looks like is also going to be released yeah that was that was from a little while ago yeah but even still it's like he was all right though yeah oh yeah yeah but even like elijah moore who's who could never get on the same page with wilson which is surprising they were the same draft class and it really felt like, like, oh, sweet, like they are going to be the duo for the Jets. It never worked out to the point where Elijah Moore wanted out. And now you're just kind of sitting there like, where does he go? Yeah. If I'm the Bears, I've already got some now, like, new draft capital. I'll give you a third or a fourth for him. Now, all of a sudden, I don't have to waste a first-round pick on a wide receiver or even a second-round pick on a wide receiver. I got DJ Moore, Elijah Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney. All of a sudden, the Bears receiving core looks stacked, and they had, like, two people. It's just it, it, it that whole Rodgers situation is interesting, but to kind of finish up this segment and, and back on the Bills as well, I'm I'm not I, the vibes to me are, are just not the same as they were last year, but they were never gonna be. No, because it, it everyone, didn't even matter if they won the Super Bowl this yeah. year; they were just they were not gonna be the same. And them losing Tremaine Edmonds, I'm not freaking out as much as I thought I would be. A lot of that as well as I and I brought up just to open up the show tonight. It was kind of expected. It's yeah. also expected they're going to lose Jordan Poyer, even though he hasn't signed yet, and that is absolutely still up in the air. They could absolutely bring back Poyer, and that would be huge. I thought he absolutely earned himself at least a two-year extension with the Bills just from his performances this year. Right. I think it's, again, like not the performance aspect of things. It's just like business, money. Like That's the issue we're having. It's his age. It's, it's, in, it's, in, he's, in his, he's in his 30s, and he's going to want a lot of money, rightfully yeah. so. Right, you can't you can't be asking for what what Minka Fitzpatrick got, right? Yeah, there's like, no way. There's, there's no, no way. Absolutely and even no even way. some of the guys like this year, like Jesse Bates, like what they're getting, it's like you're not going to get that. And we had Joe Marino on earlier today on our morning show, and he kind of brought that up too. That it's just like, or not uh, not Joe Marino, uh, Mike Giardi of NFL Network. We played right. a clip from him earlier today, and he brought that up that like these guys are you know four, five, six years younger than him. Yeah, they're going to get more money. Like they're playing near his ability and are significantly younger. Yeah, they, have, they have a higher ceiling. Yeah, because they can they can grow a little more into their career at this point. Where Poyer's kind of where he is, and that's not bad. Every game except that Bengals game he played in, we won. Like that's not saying he doesn't Literally. help the team. Yeah, but it actually says quite the opposite. He really helps the yeah, team. Yeah. So if we could bring him back, believe me, I'm all for that because then you might have to slide in uh, Benford, the the Christian Benford. Yeah, yep. you might have to slide him into the safety position and. You know, while I don't think that'd be a bad idea with Micah Hyde, to have Hyde and Poyer back for one more Cinderella run, I, I would love. I'd love, you that. know, especially because we didn't get it this year. Hyde no. goes down in Titans week game. two, week, week two. two. Yeah. I remember and... I was at that game. That was horrible. Oh, you went to that game? I was there when Dane Jackson got hurt as well. Love to be there for a forty-one to seven victory, though. Oh, that was electric. I, like, I mean, like, but yeah, but, like, you're like, I also saw some dramatic moments. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was crazy, but yeah. I mean, they also brought back Cam Lewis. Did you see that? Yep, Cam Lewis as well. Yep. Yeah, so I think they're kind of keeping what they have, and if they can keep Poyer, I think they will. I don't think they're going to just get rid of him to get rid of him. It's but. funny because I was I was so convinced, really up until yesterday, that it was like 
Edmonds will be the one that they're going to try to get back. Poyer will walk, but ultimately they'll lose both. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, ooh, I don't know how much. I mean, they could have put in a ton of effort, and they just kind of realized 18 million a year. They're just not bringing back Edmonds. But ultimately, Edmonds goes. What time is it? Like 4:30 yesterday that came down. 4:35 ish. Yeah, I remember. I got that right away on my phone. And so, yeah, that was crazy. So that came down, and now like Poyer's still sitting there. A few safeties are gone, and you're like, oh, could happen. But I will tell you, it's I just I want them to keep adding on the offense. I want them to load up there. Yeah. I don't want them to fall behind anybody in the AFC because you do have such such a talent at quarterback. We we talked about Aaron Rodgers there for a little bit, and and his teams for a lot of his prime years. You know, ten and six, eleven and five, even some eight, nine and ones or whatever. Like the one year where he's like, you know, believe stuff that he did before they made a, a playoff run. Yeah, I don't want us to get to that point with the Bills where it's kind of like it's Allen and nothing else. I don't think we will because that those Packers teams had Mike McCarthy, who I think is one of the most overrated coaches. I would agree in NFL history. I would agree. And they, I mean, the defenses they had were truly appallingly bad. I mean, they were awful. They were carried by the offense. You had James yeah. Starks. You had Aaron Rodgers, like, for a long Jordy time. Nelson Jordy Nelson. Awesome. Uh, Eddie Lacy for a while there. Eddie Lacy, yeah. yeah. Like, just powerhouse running. That was when powerhouse running backs won games, though. They were able to get it done because that was their red zone offense. They yep. were just, they would throw the whole way, and then they're like, all right, Eddie and James got it. Up the middle. <laughs> they'll, yep. they'll get the touchdown here. Mercedes Lewis as well at tight end and, and stuff like that. But just... I want them to stick with the offense. I I want them to keep putting in assets there. I, like I I'm somebody that has is continuously pounded the table for Paris Campbell. I really he's a speed he's a speedy guy plays in the middle of the field, not overly short like a McKenzie or even I don't want to say necessarily Hunter Renfro because Hunter Renfro is more just like physically smaller, not you know height wise. But you get in a guy that's like five ten, five eleven in the middle of the field. I, I'm not worried that he's going to get you know killed out there. You know. And again, it adds speed, which is something that this team desperately needs on the offensive side of the ball. They desperately need speed, and I think someone like Paris Campbell could really add that. And then you're not going to have to reach for a guy in the first round at a wide receiver position. I want receiver. I wanted it last year. I still want it this year. But unless some guy like Jordan Addison or even Zay Flowers are available, I think it's just a bad move. I think it's overall the value is just not going to be there. But we'll see. They've added already, we do know, to their offensive line and Connor McGovern. There are two Conor McGoverns. One is on the Jets now. One is on the Bills. So, like you know, we got the we got the younger one, which is good, which is good. But I'm st- I'm excited to see if they do add somebody else. I mean, we now know that they have cleared up cap space from last night. But is it just to re-sign players? It's going to be interesting to find out. It's definitely going to be interesting to find out. All deals become official with the new league year coming up tomorrow afternoon at 4. We're going to take a quick timeout. Lines are open for your calls at 803-0550. If you want to talk about the Bills free agent move so far, what you'd like them to do as well. We're also going to take a stop with the Sabres. I mentioned a little bit earlier with Alex talk, but that team looked so drastically different from the one that had been playing the week prior. And as well, the NCAA tournament is getting started. I've got the first four on. I know Joe's got it on as well in the studio. Got that going on if you want to talk about that as well. Again, lines are open at 803-0550. This is The Nightcap, and you're listening to WGR. Now this one I'm very close to letting it play the whole way through. Absolutely very close to letting it play the whole way through. Oh, good song. Good song. Mm. Welcome back to the Nightcap here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you. Joe Kelly on the board running the show for tonight. Do have some news for you as well. Broke while we were talking a little bit. Jeremy Fowler tweeted out about 30 minutes ago, the Bills plan to tender restricted free agent corner Dane Jackson. He says, per source, not too surprising, especially with the need at cornerback. They can't start losing a ton of guys. And, and Joe, we were talking about during the break. I mean, this season especially, like, they saw some injuries happen at that position, and they are going to need people to step in. Dane Jackson, though, he left a lot to be desired. I was much happier when the rookies were in, like Kyrie Elam and Christian Benford, but it does make sense to bring him back and to kind of keep I, kind of what is going on this offseason so far outside of the Connor McGovern signing, which is bring back what we had. Sam Martin, Tyler Medikavich, Cam Lewis, today Tyrell Dodson. It makes sense. It's what they want to do. I totally get it, totally understand it. But I do still want some new blood in this in this team just to kind of just to kind of get the vibes back, I guess. Like if if they don't add anyone, it is gonna feel like they're just running it back. And I and I know I for me at least, I think for a lot of people as well, is gonna kind of be that same feeling of cool, but like how are we gonna get better? But 
I'm not against it for right now. I'm not against it, especially when like like two wide receivers have gone off the board and I wanted neither. So Absolutely. I'm fine. worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I'm fine with it. I'm all right with it. Yeah. And I mean, I mentioned to you off the air what I think we should do with one of our current wide receivers, that being Isaiah McKenzie. After somewhat of a tough couple seasons when he was the returner, he mm-hmm. was fumbling quite a bit. Um, this past season, he's had a couple issues with dropping passes and whatnot, right? And you think... Can he be the full-time slot? In my opinion, no. Uh, it was tough because Jamison Crowder got injured so early this season. You couldn't really see what he could do either. But here's what I think you do in this this gadget receiver role that McKenzie normally occupied. You cut McKenzie, unfortunately. He's a great team, little dirty. He's a, You know what I mean? Like He's got that. He went on America's Got Talent, really cool guy. But I think you put Naheem Hines in his position as that gadget receiver because— I would just like to see Hines using the offense. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but— if you're not going to use him as a running back, let's use him as a gadget receiver, please. Yeah, why not? Let's get, yeah. Because you could really run some elusive things with him, I feel like, and Cook back there, like, really mess well, him, some people him up. Him and Cook as well would, like, add a speed element that yeah. I just don't think we're having. McKenzie adds that as well, too, but he was so... Just inconsistent. In, in this first year of, like, a bigger role, it was a disaster. It was. It was a total disaster. I love McKenzie as the person. I think he is one of the best personalities the Bills have had in my lifetime, but he was so much better as the gadget guy. He, he was, was so mu- he was so much better as the idea of like, oh, but man, what, like, what could he do? And it's like, ugh, once you actually turn that page <laughs> and you find out, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, that's not what I thought it'd be. He gives you a false sense of security when he plays against man coverage, just because he's so fast. Like whenever yeah. we play Bill Belichick, he flies through the defense. That's that's the thing. It's yeah. like he shouldn't ever play against the Patriots because you're no. right. He gives you a false sense of security because yeah. when he plays the Patriots, it's phenomenal. Right. You know, it is a great time. December 26, 2021, if you remember that game, oh, the day after yeah. Christmas when after losing to the Patriots with Mac Jones only throwing three times, he's the reason we won that game. Mm-hmm. And he just eats up man coverage. I mean, that's it at the end of the day. And it's, it's, a, it's a false facade for how he plays in normal it defense. Is, it's know? a shame, but I'm, I'm with you. I would not be against them cutting him, especially just – it's kind of like you said. I'd also like Hines to get involved. I would. That was a trade that you made at the trade deadline, and really he was involved in special teams. And he had one of the most amazing moments I think I'm ever going to experience as a Bills fan. Yeah. That game, coming back after the DeMar Hamill situation, him taking the opening kickoff to the house. It was electric. It was amazing. It was wonderful. I, you weren't in the building when that was going. Actually, you were at the game. I was here. You were here. Yes, 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 you were. We were all were. here. Yes, like, I mean, you remember, like, all of us just kind of, like, standing there, like, our, our like, all of us were in somewhat shock. All of us came out of the studio doors from our assorted studios on that yeah, Sunday, we were. Sunday afternoon and just all, like, had, you could hear a pin drop. And then you find out it was three months, three days, or three, three years, three months after the whole, you know, the week of DeMar Hamlin, that whole horrible incident. And it's just, like, it felt awesome, like, mm-hmm. just to see that happen and. But no. that's where, like, I wanted Hines to do more. Yeah. I want, I, like, that's the thing is I don't even think Hines should just be that guy. I want him to do more. Right. I'd actually love if, like, our running back room is him and James Cook. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind that at all. And let's see what happens. Let's I, figure it out. I know the king 
Derrick Henry is very, very appealing, though. I, I will, will say lose that. my mind. I Be- will punch my computer screen right you now. You don't want that? I, I, here's my thing with, with getting a guy like a Dalvin Cook or a Derrick Henry. Dalvin Cook. Brother, will, brotherly uh, connection there. That That'd was, be interesting. That was a wild experience last <laughs> night. You will never, in this offense, with Josh Allen, the Chiefs wouldn't either with Patrick Mahomes, the Chargers with Justin Herbert. You will never give the amount of carries Derrick Henry needs to become Derrick Henry. Right. You will, you will always be horribly disappointed by the turnout you get from those players. Yeah. And it's not their fault. No. It is just their years, their best years. They are getting some of the top carry amounts in the NFL. And, right. when they, and if they come to a team like the Bills or the Chiefs or the Chargers, like I mentioned, those numbers are going to dip. We're throwing the ball more. Derrick Henry can't be used in the pass game. The, the Titans haven't even tried. Like they're just like, no, no, you're no. Well, he's just he's a power back, and I think at he's the, a power back. At the end of the day, though, one thing I'll rebuttal that with a little mm-hmm. bit: our power back, our power running back, is our quarterback. Unfortunately, oh, you're absolutely right. And we have two receiving backs, which I think can be utilized in a multitude of ways, which will help the offense. But we even brought it up talking about Aaron Rodgers with Eddie Lacy. You know, with with that big guy, mm-hmm. and we have Derrick Henry's built like a linebacker. If you have him driving up the middle in the red zone, you're not going to worry about throwing red zone interceptions anymore. You're not going to worry about Josh Allen getting hurt. You can use him more and take those hits instead of use, utilizing Allen as your power back. One hundred percent of the time. You, instead of getting Derrick Henry, I'm a Texas fan. I don't know if you know that, and I do not. The, but, bi- the big the big name of draft circles, especially running back, but really just overall is B. John Robinson. Yeah. Running back out of Texas, blah, blah, blah. Everyone kind of knows it at this point. It, it's a big name that you see mocked to the Bills all the time. I counter that point with he's not the right Texas running back for the Bills to take. Roshan Johnson, also out of Texas, mm-hmm. B. John's backup for the last three years, you take him in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah. He runs in the four fives. 6'2", 225 pounds. That's what you need. That's what you need. You get him in the fifth, sixth round. You pull, you slot him in. He, has, he doesn't have fumbling issues. Just really just no, not put, necessarily put, the, puts his the head down and yeah. flies. Downhill He's not the runner. fastest guy. He's not really the size you'd necessarily want for a three-down back. But for me, I don't care. Just get him in there on like you know from from you know goal to distance, three, four, five yards away from the goal line, and punch the ball in. That's what they need. But if you get a guy like Derrick Henry, you just, you're going to start taking away. I think carries from him. I don't think this team is going to start actively just giving him carries and becoming more of a balanced offense. It will be, no, this is Josh Allen's offense. You're going to get the carries that we gave to Singletary and Cook and and, and Moss when he was on the team. And his production, when he gets like 950 yards, people are upset. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. it's kind of expected. Like for me, I'm just – and especially it'll be cheaper if you get a a fifth-round rookie. That's where I'd be okay drafting. Everyone's saying take B. John Robinson first – as our first pick, I I do not I can't get behind that. I really I can't, can't. I can't. He's the same as Cook and Hines. He's that receiving back, more elusive guy, not the biggest guy, right? He's not. He's not a big guy, and he's not necessarily the fastest guy either. No, like, like a lot of people have compared him and described him as a slightly slower version of Saquon Barkley, which I perfect. I like. I love yeah. that. I think that's exactly right. But you're right to get the most out of Bijan is to have him rush for, like, 950 yards and catch, like, 800 yards. Exactly. That's, that's like, the best-case scenario you're getting out of him. And that's what you want for your two receiving running backs, which you drafted James Cook for, yet he only got, like, 21 yeah. targets. And you're like, why, why like did we even waste yeah, a pick on that at ultimately that point? Ultimately, here in Buffalo, it just won't work. Like, no. Like, he is a, around the same prospect as Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. But Barkley's best seasons have come when they don't throw the ball. Yeah. Like... Daniel Jones this year gets a contract extension. Uh, cool, whatever. Do do what you got to do. A lot of money for him. Danny to throw dollars fifteen touchdown Danny passes. Dimes. Yeah, like and and their offense really hummed through Saquon Barkley. That will not happen if the Bills get Bijan Robinson. No. The offense will still hum through Josh, and you'll be really irritated at the twenty seventh or twenty eighth overall pick. I, I guess how however they're gonna work that out with the Dolphins forfeited pick. How are this going to work out? Yeah. You're going to be kind of frustrated because it's like, well, why isn't he doing this? How is he not doing that? How are we not giving the ball more? It's like, well. And we brought up early in the show, you don't win championships, you don't win games anymore by running the ball, by by uh, you know hard-nosed, cold-weather football. That's no. not really a thing anymore. And defense doesn't win them either, like they used to say. Yeah. It's, can you outscore the yeah. other guy? That's, that is absolutely, that's it. It's like, can your defense come up with a few turnovers, and can your offense score in the 30s? Can't, yeah, exactly. Can you outscore Patrick Mahomes 42-35 to 35 in a playoff game? That, you better hope you can. Yeah, and we, we haven't been able to, no. and no team's been able to. Not even the Eagles, which were 
I thought the, the Eagles record. were. I thought the Eagles were outside of the 49ers the best overall built team in the NFL. The 49ers, of course, missing a quarterback, and the Eagles, I just thought were the best overall yeah. built team. They have the best roster in football, no question and even about then, it. it. It just came down to they couldn't come up with timely stops on defense, and they just couldn't keep up with the Chiefs on offense. Yeah, but I I, I like what the Eagles got, even though they're losing a lot of pieces in free agency. Kept the Kelsey brother though. They they did keep Jason Kelsey at center, which is huge for him. I think he's come back on a one year deal. Yeah. I do want to mention though before we take our next break, the Sabers. Yes. Joe, I don't know if you watched the game last night. Did you watch the game last night? I was I was like watching, but not like I was watching it, but I wasn't like invested. invested okay. Yep. yep. You know, because I really only got invested in the third period. Yeah. I was like on and off watching it. I was keeping up. I was on Twitter a lot of it too. I was having like a lot of fun, like poking and prodding people with Dalvin Cook rumors and stuff like that. <laughs> I was having a ton of fun with that. Yeah. But. That third period, when they just kind of unleashed, they were down at one point two nothing, and I, I, I don't want to say I've never felt lower because the ten to four game did happen last week Wednesday. Like that was a thing that happened. Yeah, first time since two thousand five, as we as we know. <laughs> and like that was probably the lowest I felt about the season. But when they were down two nothing, I was like, I was like, all right, guys, like don't go out with a whimper though. Like like that mm-hmm. was my immediate thought was like, all right, I don't even care about the playoffs anymore. Like just don't be embarrassing down the stretch. Exactly. Like, like put show up a you're fight. fighting for something. Yeah, show yeah. you're fighting for something. And they more than showed they were fighting for something. Jack Quinn on his goal looked pissed off afterwards at something somebody was saying. Like he didn't even look happy that he scored. He was just like jawing at somebody and, and just you know it was now two one whatever it was. And then you get the tuck two goals. You get Cousins as well involved on the kid line and and, and all they're doing. Paterka starting to put up points. And it was it was nice to see them beat Toronto. And that's especially coming after the fact that Toronto whooped them in their building to get that win. They, they're probably not making the playoffs. I think they've got to get 12 wins out of the next 17 games. That's likely not happening. However, hockey is streaky. Our own Paul Hamilton has mentioned as well on these airwaves that he wouldn't be surprised if, because of how this team is, how young they are and good, that they could have a win streak here. I, I don't know. They play Washington tomorrow in Washington. They're so, so good on the road. So I'd like to see that. I think that could definitely be interesting. And Washington is kind of a team that – I don't want to say he's completely out of it, but it's completely out of it. But it's just, it, it, it's interesting, this team that the Sabres are. The goaltending prospect and, and everything it, it, that we, that's there with that position is completely up in the air. Devin Levi, Northeastern season, looks to be over. He still hasn't signed his contract yet with the team, which makes sense. They are still somewhat alive when it comes to a, play, or a, a postseason berth, so I, I, I'm not surprised Levi hasn't signed yet, but... There is that negative aspect of like where do they go, goaltending wise in the defense. It, it the system they play leaves a lot to be desired in terms of the defense, but they played it last night and Granado made an like made mention of the fact that they really you know hunkered down and, and decide like no we're going to be good defensively tonight like we're going to be that which is good because Joe I don't know about you I love the high flying aspect of hockey I'm having a blast with it right but I can't every night watch like a six to five game no and they play the style of offense that's really tough if you don't have a defense or consistent goaltending because oh, you're passing around your rushes is, yeah is and, it, and it's all year it's been all and it's my one real complaint about Granado's system is like the amount of odd man rushes dude you've got to have a Vesna winning goaltender there exactly you need a Ryan Miller in your net to to figure it out you don't right now you might with Levi but even then that's like two or three years away two defensemen that are even adequate enough to really do anything against it you've picked up right you you, you've tried but it's just you have two seasoned veterans on this team quote-unquote not really power but Darlene that can really like do it, but when they're not on the ice, it's 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 anyone's and, and game. And we've seen, and, and that's kind of my thing with the Sabres, too. I think next year they're going to have to be better at dealing with injuries. Yeah. They lost Samuelson early in the year. They lost eight straight. Yeah. They lost Tuck here and Darlene. They, the playoffs went uh, kaput. They, they just, it, up in smoke, up in flames. Yeah. They've got to be better at dealing with that. But, it, you know, as we mentioned, too, even with the Bills, it's like, yeah, but they didn't lose like a guy like Victor Olofsson where it's like, okay, hey, we, we, can, we can work around this, work out the power play, and even as... <laughs> I think a lot of people, including myself, were pretty stoked to see that he was a healthy scratch, just to see how the team would look how every, like when everyone was healthy and all those that were playing well were playing. Because Jack Quinn, when he got his time up on the first line, that was really the biggest positive of these like last two weeks without talk is, is I don't even want to say the emergence of Jack Quinn, just like seeing him and going, hey, there's a dude there. I mean, he's going to probably quietly, I, I think, he's going to finish with like 20 goals this year. Yeah. And it's going to be very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Kind of a lot like how Cousins is probably going to have around thirty, maybe even thirty-five, if he gets on a bit of a hot streak here. Right, and I mean, he's at twenty-six was at now, forty last year, and he was like thirty-eight, and was a hot topic. 
these guys are going to go not unnoticed, but under the radar a little bit for yeah, the rest someone, of the NHL. Someone under the radar that like Quinn in his first year in the NHL, I think I think is going to hit twenty goals. And Cousins, after signing his big contract or really extension, because the money wise, in like two or three years, he's going to. We're going to be calling it a bargain. I'm already calling it a bargain. But if he puts up you know thirty to thirty two goals this year, I mean you're sitting there going. I mean number one, you're one and two line centers both being thirty five plus goal scorers in their primes is going to be phenomenal. And that's where I'm just like, for me at least, like this season, just don't embarrass yourself to the end. Yeah, play make, like make you it did last year. Yeah, make it exactly. Make it a fight. Play some of your best hockey to end the year. And let's go into the next year with even higher expectations, right? Because I, I don't the, the expectation this year. I for I think the majority of people is not playoffs. No, and I I'd be the first one to say that. Yes, I've jokingly said they're making a run for the cup. What if they just say screw it and go for the cup? Yeah, I, I mean I, I think we all have. I, I would love that, especially seeing the way they can play. But it's not consistent enough to the point where they're going to be able to do that. Yeah. And it's just they're missing some pieces. I think next year playoffs are an expectation that's realistic. Like, mm-hmm. in all honesty. I think so, too, especially when you know that teams like Washington, Pittsburgh, even Boston are getting older. Yeah. Ottawa, I'm still not totally convinced on them, even though they keep making these big moves. Yeah. I'm just not convinced on them. Detroit, I think you're overall just better than. Exactly. And, and Florida, I don't really know what to make of Florida. I really, really don't know really what to make good, of Florida. Really good, really bad all of a sudden this season. Don't know what happened, yeah. but, you know. It's very, very weird. Yeah. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back. The NCAA tournament is beginning tonight. We're at halftime of the first game between Texas A&M and Corpus Christi, and, oh, who's the other team? Who are we? Oh, Southeastern Missouri State. My favorite part of the NCAA tournament is just these random schools that I'm 95% sure are fake. We're going to talk about that when we come back as we wrap up the show. You're listening to the Nightcap on WGR. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Nightcap here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you for the next few moments, along with Joe Kelly, who's hanging out on the board. Has been all day, by the way. Like, I have not done a thing today. I was going to, I, Joe, I, I swear to you, I was going to write. I was going to, you know, maybe make up another mock draft. I was even going to write maybe something about the NCAA tournament. Total writer's block. I just kind of, like, just hung out with you and let you, like, run the show. Hey, that's fine with me. As they say, let them cook, and you let just me let cook, cook. So, yep. you know. It, it, I mean, it made me relaxed. I was, I was pretty good. But I just, it's it's one of those – have you ever had those feelings when, like, you're just like, I've done a lot today. I, I got out of bed. I, I went places, the whole thing. Yeah. And I've never gotten less done. I I definitely have been victim of that, you know, ADD, that kind of a thing, like just not being able to dial in or yeah. anything like that. Just, oh, you know, man. It's just you can't. I don't know why. You'd sit down to do something. Oh, something else pops in your mind. You got yep. something better to be doing, I guess. Like we're, Like, we're wrapping up the show here tonight, and I'm like, I've done three things today and, like – I, I what time did I get up? To, I got up at like seven today. Yeah, and I've done. I can confidently say three things. I learned the law of mass communication at school this morning. That's big at, at Buffalo That's State huge. That's University. Huge. So yeah, We're, well, I'm a Buff State alum. You're working to be in Buff State alum, which is nice. You're working at it hard, you know. You're working at it. NCAA tournament. You are you a big NCAA tournament guy? I'm a, I, I like March Madness quite a bit. All right, good. Uh, since I was a kid, family brackets have been a staple. So. Uh, I'm a big Michigan guy though, and they have not been good. In, in Are a very you a long Michigan time. guy? Really? Used to play NCAA football with my dad. Nice. Uh, play quote unquote. I was like two. Didn't hold the controller, but he would make me the star quarterback of Michigan, throwing like eight thousand yards. So it's, ever it's since beautiful. then, the fight song resounding in my head. That's so, fair. I can yeah. understand that. I I'm a I'm both a big March junkie and draft junkie and yeah. i'm trying to find out why like i'm i'm finally having that realization like this year that like man my two fa- like my favorite time of the year in sports is the spring which is weird cuz a lot of it like you know football's over with i'm i'm kind of an nba guy but not nothing crazy it it's it's this weird spot like even hockey's ending and for much of my life the sabers have not been good so like what is it 
I think I really enjoy a lot of people guessing at things and being horribly wrong every year. Yeah. I think I love that aspect of like everyone makes a bracket and we're all obnoxiously wrong. It's like, like a weatherman. On Thursday. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. great. And no one blames you. No one judges you. No. But like, so the first game starts, uh, technically first game. This is the first four in Dayton, Ohio. First game's in th- on Thursday at 12-15. Before Thursday's over with, we're going to have like three brackets standing. I <laughs> love everything about that. Yeah. I'm waiting to do mine. Uh, uh, you better hurry up. As you got know. a work one going. Yeah, I got I've already got my championship ready to go. I had, got I had the... my bracket done on Sunday night. Yeah, we got the radio nerds going, so, you know. I got... resent that nerd term. I wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, very, it, it, a lot of fun. I mean, I love doing, like, the work brackets. I've done it in school brackets as well. I right. remember I was, what, I think sophomore or junior in high school. Like, we had, like, 30 of us, like, doing a bracket mm-hmm. for a class. It was That's one. Of, awesome. it, it was one of our teachers. Was like, yeah, well, like we'll all do one, and like the because it was a late later afternoon class. Like, it was our last class before the bell would ring, and we'd all go home. Winner gets an A. No, she said it was like a fun thing. Like we're like, let's see who in the class can guess like the most. And like a lot of the guys in the class were like, I watch all the college basketball. Let's go. <laughs> it was the year Duke had the platoon system. Yeah, and or uh, Kentucky had the platoon system. Gotcha. So we're all like, it's gonna be Kentucky guys. Like let's get after. Yeah. And like so we're all just trying to pick. Imagine upsets. picking St. Peter's. Oh man. Oh. My grandpa did that, actually. That was a fun time. That was a fun time. Oh, I, lo- I love the upsets. Oral Roberts, an upset pick from two years ago, is back yeah. in. That should be a lot of fun along with that. I mean, you got schools like Grand Canyon, and, and you know they're coming in as well. They're somewhat building a nice history here for college basketball. They're, I think two of the last three tournaments they've been in out of the, the whack. So they're having yeah. fun. Unfortunately, no, no, no Western lo- New York schools, I was though. just about to say that. No local teams, unfortunately. No. Uh, saw the downfall of... All three that we cover three, over yeah. here. Yeah, women's basketball as well for uh, UB. UB, men and women, men Niagara. And women. Niagara went further. They Ni- did. Niagara to the semifinals of, of the Metro Athletics. And so they still played pretty valiantly in that game. They I also have a seven-foot-tall freshman. Like, I am I'm going to be so into Niagara basketball come next year. Hey, when you work it, you know, you get to know it everyone. It it's easier. awesome. It makes mm-hmm. it so much easier. That's going to do it for the nightcap here. No show the rest of the week is tomorrow. We've got a Sabres game as the Buffalo Sabres are on the road against the Washington Capitals. And on Friday, we will have some of the NCAA tournament games for you as well, starting at 7. So that's going to do it for us tonight. But we will be back, both me and Joe, tomorrow with Shope and the Bulldog, where we expect Chris Trapasso to join the show at 5. And Sal Capaccio probably to sprinkle his way in there as well as the new league year officially begins tomorrow afternoon at 4. This is the Nightcap, and you're listening to WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.